So, um, one of my friends used to work at Music and Arts, and uh, essentially, this one kid was like, "What's synthesizer?" And it's my friend Alex. He plays keyboard. He's like, "Oh, dude, I could really like feed life into this kid." He's like, "Well, a synthesizer you see is a keyboard that controls a, a bunch of different sounds." So check this out. And he goes through, shows him like three sounds, and he was just like, "So what do you think?" And the kid just stares at him, and he's like, "I don't want to talk to you anymore." And just turned around and walked away. And Alex is like, what the hell? Like, uh. Did it ever get explained to him? <laughs> no. That's, like, is that a, that's the type of stuff that he'll funny. think about on his deathbed. I know. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, and like, <laughs> that will forever. That kid just, I mean, was like Johnny and lost interest. Yeah. But, but, Wasn't in, afraid. but in Alex, it was Alex, your friend? Yeah. He, he sits there and goes, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he takes it so personal. When Dude, I was in I high school, my youth guy. pastor got on to me because he, he said, Johnny, you sometimes will walk away from people while they're trying to talk to you. And I was like, I do? He was like, yeah, I think you just, you get uninterested, you're ADD, and you just walk away. And I was like, well, they need to go faster then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problems are them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, I think it was mostly at youth group. And I was kind of a, friends with everybody. So I would go hang out in this circle, then over here, then over here, and I'd do that. Yeah. And when it would get slow, I'd move on to the next one. And so sometimes somebody would be talking to me, and, it would, and then they'd turn and go to this person. And if they left that too long, I'm off. See, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm, I'm listening to what they are saying. And sometimes, let's say I'm not as interested anymore. I'm, I begin stressing out about my exit situation. I'm trying to figure out how can I get away from this conversation respectfully to where they don't think I'm a jerk. That's li- and then I stress myself out trying to figure out how to exit out of it properly. So, Kalen, this is what you do. I did this five times at the Halloween party last week. Mm-hmm. I walked into a group, started a conversation with the entire unit. We're talking, and about the third person talking, I'm just like, oh, this went nowhere. And then I, I literally was just like, huh? And walked away, went out to the hallway, went to go find Johnny, talked to him for a little bit. And then I was like, what? And I went back and I found Josh. I'm yeah, like, me and Eric had the same kind of reset, which was the hallway. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that because we, we, we talked no. to each other several times in the hallway, but it was when I was like too many people. And then I'd go alone time down the hallway, walk back. Oh, hey, what's up, Eric? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then go join a group. I did my shift. You know, you know, you notice I stayed stationary the entire you time. You did. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that's totally in like social situations. That's definitely how my mind works. It's so I weird. have to walk. I have to pace at shows. I, well, I remember with least of these, the show would finish, and I usually, um, as soon as I could, go out back and walk around. Dude, I pace on the phone. Oh yeah, me too. So, welcome to the hive. Oh, we started. Yep. Buzz. 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 Welcome to the hive. Hey, hey, hey. You're gonna learn nothing. Probably. Gonna have some fun with your friends. That's me. Your friends. <laughs> we think in a creepy sort of way. That's all, folks. Have you ever had someone ask you if they're your friend? Yeah. Am I your friend? Usually, I usually feel like it's about to get real personal if they say that first, all right? 
Not always, man. Sometimes they just want to. They just, just need the affirmation. Sure they just need to, I've never done that. I've had that happen. Sometimes way too it's. Many times. Hey, are you my friend? Yeah. Let me okay. ask you guys. I've been Kaylin? struggling with these feelings. Kaylin, am I your friend? <laughs> yes, you are. Eric, am I your friend? <laughs> Johnny, what's what? up? <laughs> yeah, 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 reset. What was that over there? Where's that hallway? Uh, Johnny, no, of course your you're my friend. Absolutely. Okay, just want to make sure. Of course sure. you are. Okay. I guess you guys got to be my friend too. Then mm. <laughs> we have to be. Yeah. Hey, happy Halloween! This is uh, uh, this will come out after Halloween, but we're recording it on Halloween. It is gloomy and and rainy here in Dallas, Texas, it's and cats, and which dogs. I assume is like ideal for like all. You satanic worshippers out there, that's what you're digging. You're don't like, they, don't they need the full moon to be visible though? Oh, do they? I Is that know. a thing? I don't know. I just made it up. Probably. It sounds right. It sounds right. I, I I'm not gonna argue but it. The rain's really got to be messing up trick or treaters. Yeah, because of the, um, they're not gonna be able to grab those satanic worshippers aren't gonna be able to grab those kids so easily because they're not trick or treating. I know. How they're gonna get their yearly sacrifice in? Best Buy. So unfortunate. Best you hear about Buy. Those kids. <laughs> Do you hear about those kids in Florida? What about them? The kids that were gonna, um, they were gonna have like sacrifices. Like they legitimately oh, wanted. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of bunch of like kids at an elementary school or a middle school, and they had taken knives and they had a plan to like kill X amount of kids. So this they could year, use their blood. Like, this year, recently, so they could use their blood for some ago. kind of a seance or something. Yeah, man, what is it? The 80s? <laughs> I mean, because that's whenever it was like the Satanic Panic. You were yeah. not alive. I you was were. alive. You were. Um, you remember that? You remember Satanic Panic? Like around? Did you hear like? Well, Johnny was literally like. I was one. Yeah, oh, okay. maybe turning one. I was turning one at the, okay. of at the, the 90s. end of it. Yeah. In in well, even in the 90s though, even the early 90s, I remember hearing like they're getting all the blonde hair, blue eyed boys, and uh, and they're gonna sacrifice them. There are people out there just trying to get you, and and I uh, I remember just being terrified of that. Like I remember the goss. And like they would go on the goths, Mari- yeah. They would go on the Mari show or one of those daytime talk shows, all dressed up, and their parents would be like, "Look at my kid." Kid would be like, "I just like living this way." There's just darkness <laughs> everywhere, like- <laughs> dude. Um, it's not a phase, mom. So it'd be it's gotta be weird needing attention that bad, but the way that you handle it is having to be like super stoic and calm. Like you're sitting there on national TV, you finally have everyone looking at you, but your demeanor has to be this. Yeah, yeah. Everything's be... lame. And so in your lame. head, you're like, oh my God, I did it. There's a John Mulaney. <laughs> I made it. I made it. Uh, uh, John Mulaney one time said, like, you think goths are upset because they have to, they wake up and they go, God, I got to put all that crap back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the punk rockers, man, doing the yeah. Liberty Spikes yeah. with the Elmer's glue and stuff. That's yeah, they, a lot of work to not care. It's a lot of work care. to not care. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, speaking of punk, when I said Satanic Panic, all I could think of is like, is there a band like Johnny Gore and the Scotanic Panic? And mm. that is a great ska name. Scatanic Panic. Scotanic Panic. Like ska. It's my band. I'll say it how I want. Yeah, true. <laughs> I did use, I did. It actually sounds better. John Escobedo Gore and the Scotanic. Wait. Escobedo. What if Johnny's from a, uh, a lineage of witches? Yeah, yeah like you're like welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Johnny Escobedo. Scotanic Panic. Gore. Legit, Johnny is like in the lineage of witches because they you ready were for broom makers. Oh, there was a lot of witches, actually. Because they're Spanish. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish. There was a lot. Of, like, not even kidding. My mom's, my mom's family. There was a bunch of them at a time where they would like try to curse spells on each other and make each other sick and stuff. 
That's a real thing. That's yeah. hilarious. That I you... wish people could see the way you react. You want to hear something crazy? <laughs> there were a lot of witches. In it, it was my family. Rude. <laughs> no, some sure. people. Some people have like rich royal bloodlines. I got witch bloodline. It's weird. <laughs> I have a witch royal bloodline. <laughs> so who here watches Bob's Burgers? Me. Okay. All never right. mind. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Share. Uh, there's a uh, there's an episode where Tina is like discovers witchcraft, and so she's trying to be a witch. Classic and the light, Tina. And the librarian, he's played by that guy from Parks and Rec that's like too much, where he's like, no! Oh, Billy, whatever his name is? I guess. Eichner? Maybe. Billy Eichner, I think is his name. Yeah. He doesn't come into Parks and Rec to like season seven. Yes. Or yeah, it's yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like him in Parks and Rec. I You're love crazy. him. I think he's gold I in Parks and Rec. I love him yeah, he's on uh, Bob's Burgers, because he'll be like, there's no such thing as witchcraft. There is. <laughs> we have no books of that sort. Aisle seven. Aisle seven. <laughs> like, that's so funny. I love in Parks and Rec when he's like, that was so scary. I'm going to take a nap for 30 minutes. No, an hour. A full hour. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think seeing him just made me upset because I know people like that. And I'm just like, ah, food. No, he's, a, he's enough on that show for me to take and not get annoyed with. I could understand if he was like a main character. Yeah. And he was always on there. But he was he was on there, I think, just the right amount. Oh, Parks and Rec. shut him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Parks and Rec, I think one of the best things they did was their side characters. Freaking John yeah. Ralphio. Yeah. They had oh, they, they had these amazing side characters that they would just bring in. Oren. I mean, yeah. they just were just that, delicately bring him in. When I the think show. of John Ralphio, I always think of that moment where they come to his dad's house. It's uh it's Roblo and Anne. Yeah. And they go, uh, Hey, you want to go back uh, to my my pool house or whatever? And he goes like, "Oh, you're pretty good looking too." And he goes, "Cause I'm open minded as hell." Yeah, he's talking to Rob Lowe and Ann. he's like, "Hey, you want to come back with me? You can come too." Cause I'm open minded as hell. <laughs> and I always think that's hilarious. And his personal space is just the worst. He's like right, right in their face, yeah. singing in their ear. I love it when he interacts with uh, freaking Ron Swanson because Ron never takes it. Oh, yeah, he's like the worst human being. Ron's Ron. my favorite character, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, because it's so extreme, and we all probably grew up with men in our lives like that. Very that sweet. That we could probably go like, yeah, I've kind of heard my dad or my uncle or this guy at my church say similar things and mean it. So <laughs> Nick Offerman, his, his book, uh, yeah. Building Your Own Canoe or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I have that book, and I read most of it. Mm-hmm. And by most of it, I read the first chapter. Mm. Yeah, I'm being honest. <laughs> um, the first two paragraphs, him going, I play a television character named Ron Swanson. It's impossible to live off just steak alone. You need vegetables. You need this. <laughs> you need the sun. You need good time with friends and family. Like, and I was yeah. like, he just dispelled his whole Ron Swanson character yeah. as you go into this book, because he's like, that's a TV character. <laughs> know that I'm a human being right. like you. Well, people really started to think of him as that guy. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, he, people I bet you a lot of conservative people hopped on the Ron Swanson bandwagon. Oh, yeah, for like... sure. He's much more libertarian, though. Yeah. I wonder, Tim Allen with Last Man Standing. Yeah. That's probably got a lot more conservative people. Um, <laughs> Not to keep saying funny things that happen on that show, but whenever he was in there and he was having a bad day in, uh, at a diner uh, and he goes like, I want you to bring me all the bacon you had. I want to repeat because I, I worry that you as a waiter have heard that I want a bunch of bacon. No, I want all the bacon. Yeah, I related have. to that scene yeah. a lot because I, <laughs> when I ask for like like at Wendy's, if I get a chili, I want four of the hot sauce packets. And yeah. I'm like, I don't mean a lot. I need four of them. Yes. Because I will use all four I of them. I love how serious, how everything is like very precise in this. But yeah. 
Um, I posted on our um, Facebook page. Let's yeah, see that did. rain. Oh, that rain's coming down. That's how you know it's Halloween. It's coming, coming down. <laughs> no. We should set uh, up a mic at the window and just blend in the rain. Um, get on that, Eric. There's apps for that. <laughs> there is apps for that. I was like, or you could download an app. The sounds of Africa. The sound, yeah. Oh. I think the purpose that, of that stuff is to not. You're right. <laughs> so uh, Kalen just raised his microphone to the ceiling, which has this acoustic uh, hard rock that was sprayed on. Looks like an angry cloud. And Looks like asbestos. Yeah, it's the bestest. <laughs> it's as Definitely. best as they could do. Um, so, but I posted on uh, the Honey Gold site what. Is your best Halloween costume? And I wanted to ask you guys that. Of all time, when you've dressed up, like, what is your favorite? Like, we all have our greatest hits, and I try to go above and beyond. This year, I just, I was, I was trying to get our party together, and I just didn't have enough time. I went as Rambo. So, that's uh, what you were. Okay. Oh, you didn't know, really? I thought you were, uh, you, you just survived a lot of stuff. Oh. I knew it was Rambo. It was no, no, I knew it was Rambo. It was giving me a hard time. I was like, really? <laughs> but you wore like your regular clothes. You just put a... Uh, I had a... a yeah. The yeah. headband on I did and, and what I, blood. Yeah. I totally had... And my youngest son literally looked at the blood over my eye and goes, Hey, Dad, what happened? <laughs> I was like, Vietnam happened, son. Dude, your kids are so cute. Thanks. They're adorable. I'm yeah. glad they're not mine. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You'll have some of your I'm own. I'm glad they're mine, day. too. I know. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll start if you guys need to think. But I I have a, I have two of my favorite costumes, and uh, I'll start with one. Uh, I, whenever I was in Illinois, uh, I ran a music venue, and uh, we would have Halloween weekends where bands would come and play, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'd have like probably a total of like twelve bands, and they'd all be another band. Um, and that whole weekend, I was, uh, you know. Karate Kid, whenever he went to the party, he was a shower. Like, I was the shower taking money at the door. So they'd pop up, and I'd open the shower, take their money, stamp their hand, make them go into the door. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I was so proud of that. That's that. a good one. All right. How difficult was it to make the curtain and the thing? The hardest part was getting it to, like, wrap around my chest and stay in the place. Because it, it went up like this, but it went out so far. And so I had to, every time I leaned up against the uh, wall, I had to kind of lean forward so I don't bend the thing that's connected to my back. But uh, maybe I'll pull that one out of the archives here soon. What's uh, yours, Kalen? One of my favorites was uh, me and my significant other at the time. We went together as a pair <laughs> of, uh, as Barbie and Ken. Yes. But we took it a step further, and I actually made... Uh, I painted and made the cardboard boxes. Yes. So it looked, looked it looked great. So it looked like we were actually in our like packages, like walking oh, around. Cool. So it like so we like dressed up as them, and we had like the costumes on, but then we had like the cardboard boxes around us as we were walking. In the around. clear in front of you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. So that that was. Uh, like I'm one. owned by one of those little sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Any eight year old that knows to not take their toys out of the box for collection stuff later, there's something weird there. I had some of those friends. I was like, so you don't play with these? And they're like, no, I collect them. Yeah, I never it's did like, that. I always had. All right. Now that could be. Their so what do we do? What do something. we do now? Mm. Well, mm. the particular friend I'm thinking of, he legitimately 
just like burning animals. It was unbelievable, dude. He had his room was so organized with all of his collections and everything. If he like went downstairs, I'd move something just a little bit and he would come in and he could see it. Good. That is crazy. He's going to be a spy one day. <laughs> all right, Eric, your turn. I went as Ron Swanson two years ago. Did you really? Yeah. So I had the mustache. Awesome. I cut my, I got my hair cut like legit to like be like it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was really fun. That's the whole awesome. night I was uh, <clears throat> sipping on a bourbon. Gin and juice. I was, no, I was, I was drinking like bourbon and I was just like sipping on it all night. I think I went through like half a maker's mark that night. Goodness. Wow. So you got more swan son. More swan son. More swan son. son. <laughs> That's because yeah. you're Asian. Yeah, yeah, I get um, it. Uh, you got more Swan Son. I can't say it. You got more Ron, Ron Swanson, Swanson as the night went on. Dear God. Well, no, because here's the thing. Alcohol, <laughs> that was a lot more work. Alcohol, reward, I don't even it? care. No. I know. That's so frustrating. Alcohol God. affects me almost like it does Ron Swanson. Like, if I want to get drunk, you get I have stronger? to. stronger? Yeah. No, uh, I just, I don't get, like, drunk. Like I don't either, man. I really don't. So like uh, I would like to challenge that idea. Yeah, yeah. And for that, we are going to record a podcast, and you're going to be like, we're going to have Maker's Mark or whatever. You pick your alcohol of choice. We don't encourage drinking alcohol unless you're 21. But yeah, I really older. haven't. But I've never I, been. No, we're going to do this. I know. That's I, I want to. I, I need to experience it at least one point in my life. My girlfriend makes fun of me. For not, so I'm generally been, funny, been, but she's like, "How?" And I'm like, "I don't yeah. know." I've we'll been have, drunk once in my life. Okay, I had to drink a bottle and a half of wine within an hour. Okay, so we normally do these for Were about an sleepy? hour and a half. Okay, was I sleepy? No, I was just a bummer. I got sleepy. Johnny, do you, do you do you? I don't know. I mean, like, would you want to be a part of that? No, I would just want them both to have alcohol. I think in front it's of them. just both of them, and we make them take and a we drink make them take every a shot or take a shot every time we want them to. Yeah, and then we watch you guys not get drunk. Yeah, you're totally not going to be drunk. <laughs> Air quotes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. Everyone yeah. listening and Josh and I will be the judge of if y'all are drunk. Yeah, fair enough. That episode. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> On the video subtitles, yeah. well, guys, think about it. <laughs> yeah. um no that's i think that's what we're gonna do i Let's we do have it. to figure out for it maybe maybe a new year's eve party or a new year's eve podcast the one before new year's eve so uh, we can release yeah. it on new year's eve that'd be good mm-hmm. maybe we'll try that sounds good you'll you'll have all that um you, you'll throw up and you'll lose all that uh christmas weight you gain i've never thrown up from alcohol oh you will Just th- wait. that night we'll see <laughs> We will see. I will. We yeah, will. I'm, Lily I'm has legit tried to get me drunk a couple times, and I'm always just like, the whole time I'm like, I'm in the good place. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have yet to, to uh, throw up. We're so, talking as a of alcohol, real hard liquor though. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. We're not talking about sipping a Mike's hard lemonade. I think right. my last birthday I had like uh, seven to ten shots. And nothing. nothing. The the most I've felt in and, I, and I've taken quite a few shots before. The most I've felt it from, like felting, felt tipsy, was I drank two bottles of wine. But you, you neither of you have ever been drunk. No, no, I've, I've been drunk I've never, once. I've never been okay. to the point to where, like, I've been to the point to where I feel good. I I definitely am a little bit more animated, and but I still am in control. I've never been to the point to where I'm just like. Good God. We're going to take bets. 
Let's do it. Which one of you gets... This is going to end up being Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, <laughs> Miriam and that dude taking shots after each other and one passing out. So you know like how I know like I'm in the good place, don't go any further? I'm bummed that this is like what it is for me. Like, you know like when you kind of feel your blood pulsing a little bit? Yeah. Well, like, I feel it a lot in my butthole. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, That's so like, I'm, I'm like, my butt feels loose. I don't like my, this. Do you have? Are you normally tight butthole? It's the uh, it's the Maybe. slurred lip thing, but with your butthole lips. <laughs> yeah, like so, so. I think like that's so weird. Because here's this. I know that's freaking weird. Because I'll be like, your farts all have a draw to them. <laughs> Bring me food. <laughs> um, I don't think I thought you're supposed to eat food. Feed me, Seymour. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, there's been times where like I'm drinking with friends, and I'll be like, ooh, it's starting. I'm in the good it's place. It's starting. <laughs> like, I'll it's notice happening. it. It's like the opposite of falling asleep. Like, where you don't notice it, you just drift slowly off. Yeah. It's like, there's a, it happened. That's like, Matt McDonald called that the two, uh, two beer buzz. And he said something I thought was really wise. Uh, it was when Lisa these got to do the tour with him. Mm-hmm. And we were talking one night and he was like, there's, it's, he goes, it never gets better than the two beer buzz. He's like, but you th- when you get there, you're like, oh, I like this. So I should keep going. And he's so right. If you stop right around that time, what you're talking about, that, ooh, I'm here. If you stop there, that's the best. If you turn it on and keep going there. If you put, become Frank the Tank. It's not necessarily it's- more fun. <laughs> the, it will, the night will get more interesting. Sorry. But, uh, Punch but microphone I wouldn't here. say it's, that was Frank the tank, it's more man. fun. Yeah. It's good times. We'll have better times. Okay, so Ron Swanson was yours. Yes. I can't wait for this. Hey guys, no, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it because you think that you're going, you're going to be the one that lasts between the two of you. No, I don't know. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I'm here we'll for the party. A doctor or someone it, in the medical. If I profession. if I get drunk to the point to where I'm, you know, all over the place, that's a part of myself I've never experienced, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait to experience Dude, that. Caleb's gonna be a violent drunk, just like what <laughs> if he becomes like an abusive father? <laughs> So where was all this? <laughs> Johnny, Charles. you were adopted. <laughs> like, I was? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I'm your dad. <laughs> um, Johnny, what was your best Halloween costume? I have like four favorites. Okay. Um, for a long time, I was the Grim Reaper. just because That I was your it, go-to? It was my go-to. I had it. It was simple. And you know me, I don't like... like right. Once I had it, I was like, this will work for a while. And it was cool because I had the little uh, the little Scythe. sifter siphing thing or whatever, and then the mask. And what I, I had this glow-in-the-dark hockey mask that kind of looked like a skull. And so all day I'd have it under a light, and then I'd put that on. Then I'd put on the Grim Reaper thing. And so through yeah. that through that uh, little mesh, it makes my face look all black. You kind of saw the glow of the face in there. Mm-hmm. And then one year I wanted to get more creative, and I'm not kidding you. I made my own Zorro costume, and this is one of my favorites. I mean, I sewed it together. My mom taught me how to sew it. I cut it. I made the the uh, mask. I made the cape. I had a hat. I had the shoe. I had the whole thing, and that was one of my favorites as far as I actually like took time. I took a couple weeks yeah. to make a costume, but I would say probably the best is one year Haley and I were Wayne and Garth. Yes, and she teased her oh, hair. Oh, that's so awesome! She teased her hair like Garth wore the flannel and the glasses. I made a Wayne's World hat, drew the logo on it, and uh, mm-hmm. had my guitar with me. That one was pretty awesome. I think that's the classic like couple. And then, if you're if you're a blonde and a brunette, uh, or or get a wig. Yeah, it worked yeah. great for that. And then we did a the uh, the the little lady that comes in and takes care of kids in the broom sweep. What's her name? 
In the Mary room. Poppins in the broom sweep. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke and character and the lady. You know his name, right? Uh, Bert. Bert. Yes. Yeah, we Jimmy went as that, and Haley made me a broom sweep that looked really awesome, and she looked so great. That was really cool. People seemed awesome. to like that one. Too. I actually remember seeing pictures of that. I liked it. It looked good. Yeah, I would say that those were it. Last year we went to we uh, went to Nashville for a friend's wedding that happened on uh, Halloween. Um, it was Micah Dean and his wife, and uh, we went as their exes. <laughs> Megan and I, and we wore, but we That's we ballsy, we man. came as their zombie corpses because, and I had a knife. I had a knife that said "Love Nikki" in my back, (laughs) Um, and uh, and I was all dirty and everything. And Megan had her old wedding dress, and uh, (laughs) and said, "Right now, (laughs) yeah, it was awesome." Where was the middle finger? Huh? I feel like there should have just been a big middle finger. We asked their permission. No, that's hilarious. They're comedians. But so, so Micah Dean, knowing him, I can see that he would be all about that. They were. They loved it. They loved it, and they. I mean, and then, uh, and then the year before, I was Slash. Nice. I, I was Slash. I, I was like a, one of those. Where I was like, "Is he like a horror movie person?" Yeah, totally. Okay. I had never been Slash, and it was one of those things. Like, uh, we had a party at Maddie Mullen's house, and they thought, "Oh, this must be kind of like you said your go-to because I had the long black hair, and have kind of a Slash look." So, like. Totally make sure uh, make that a thing, and there, I was like, "No, this is the first time I ever done it. I just bought a top hat and 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 did it." And it, I was like, "It's kind of funny that that was like a I never went that route. I guess put a nose ring in. That was it. It's nice. pretty easy. But um, yeah, I just want to know like what you guys' favorites. I have some pretty baller ideas for next year." And I hope, and, and, and I want everyone that's hearing this, if you're in the DFW area or if you want to come visit, we are going to have a huge, this year was like our, our foot in the door uh, type of party, but every year we're going to have an annual Halloween, Honey Gold Halloween party, and we want you to be a part of it, and it's going to be rad. So, mm-hmm. so uh, go follow us on Honey Gold Records on Facebook to to find out more about stuff like that that we're doing speaking of groups ooh, last night was the second <laughs> it was the second uh uh honey gold film club uh uh group gathering whatever and we went and saw the movie mid 90s cool. at alamo draft house and it, it was rap it's about the mid 90s oh. um and it's directed and, and written by Jonah Hill. But uh, Jonah uh, Hill, I've got man. a screenplay for you one day whenever you're ready, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, which one is Jonah Hill? Are you serious? Super bad. Okay, he yeah. lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yes. He looks weird Money now ball. that he lost weight. His ears are so big. Handsome is <laughs> no, the word no. you're thinking of. He, no, <laughs> he does look handsome. Good for him. But when he was like bigger, his body shaming right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm ear shaming. But it's because like, his body looks good now. Good for him. But like you didn't realize that his ears were what they were. Yeah, because in proportion it was like, oh, of course. But then when he lost all that weight, his ears are the only thing that stayed the same. And I was <laughs> when I saw him in a um, Lily. Saw, we, we might have saw a preview for that movie. And I was like, what? no, he's not in it. He's not in it. He writ- wrote and directed. It's probably Maniac. It's on Netflix. Is that the yeah. one with him and what's her name? Emma Stone. I watched Stone. the first. Yes, episode. yes, yeah. yeah. That looks awesome. I want to watch it when I have it time. Okay. I will watch it. Yeah, I just didn't realize how big his ears were. 
But he looks good. good like, is that Tony Dungy? Oh, that's Jonah Hill. No one knows who that is. Yeah, I know. That joke lands better with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we are. There's someone listening. Go. That's great. Thank you, TJ. (laughs) So uh, I miss uh, TJ, man. I was just about to say the same thing. I've been thinking about him a lot. I need to get him on this podcast. I need him to make me laugh, affirm me, just hang out, dude. I've been thinking about. Anyways, you're so right. We need to get TJ on and just. We all have those friends that like. It's just good to be around them. Like mine's Dane Johns. Yeah, the people that are just good to be around. I am going to try you. to use my podcast as a way to like stay friends with people. Like I'm gonna quote unquote interview them because it forces us to like schedule a time to hang out. Yeah, I'd love to get Bradley Hathaway on here. Yeah. Hey, he listened to. Can I? I'm gonna speak freely yeah. on the podcast. Bradley called me, and uh, he was driving from Nashville to Arkansas to have to go to something. I don't want to give all the details out, but um. We were talking, and then he was like, bro, have you seen this new Emory album artwork? And I was like, yeah, man, we just talked about it on our podcast. And he was like, send it to me, because I want to hear you guys shit all over it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't tell him that we were doing that or not doing that. I just told him that we had talked about it, and he immediately assumed that was going to be our approach. No, we praised it. I feel bad. (laughs) No, he he did. We praised it, but we we had caveats about it. Oh, yeah, we we definitely poked fun at it. But I think the overarching thing is we were like, yeah, good for them. Well, he said, he goes, these are the guys who couldn't listen to Flesh Eaters. And I was like, you're right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> they couldn't handle his album. But then they're like, they told him that. Well, well, yeah, they just, I don't think they were interested. Yeah, no. they interviewed him for some reason, but didn't want to listen to it. They interviewed him. But then off camera, I think uh, they, he asked him legitimately. No, he course. asked him. No, he, during the live podcast. Right. That was it. He I asked know I saw them, it somewhere. And then they edited it out later, but he asked them if they'd even listen to it. And they all said, no. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, At least they were honest. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I mean, if- I don't think they were ready for the depth level of conversation he was ready to have. They were like just being goofy and silly. And he's like, you guys were always talking about controversial stuff. I've got an album full of it. Do y'all want to go? And they just didn't seem to, they, they didn't meet him where he was expecting to be met. Right. And, uh, yeah. But, nonetheless, um, I just, I thought I was so excited. That's great. So, I do That's know he's at least listened to one episode. Cool. That's cool. Well, we need to get him, we need to get him on this podcast. I we will. Be good. Um, yeah. I, the, the Honey Gold Film Club, if you want to be a part of that, if you live in the DFW area, you can come to the theater with us. We announce it every week and we pick a movie. If we get enough people on there, we'll we'll start putting like what movie you guys want to see this week. I think right now this we just saw mid nineties. We're gonna try to see Bohemian Rhapsody sometime in the next week. So uh, if you want to be a part of that, let us know. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, just message us on Honey Gold because it's a private. You can see it, but it's a private group, and then we can add you to it. So. It's fun. Would you? Do you have anything? Anybody have anything you want to bring to the table? I really like that you're doing this movie thing this way. I saw yeah. that you said Movie Brothers mid '90s, but then invited everyone to come, and yeah. I was like, "That's the next move." I was like, "That's yeah. smart," because like, then it's uh, it's building that community some more. Uh, well, when we went and saw Halloween, it da- dawned on me. I've always wanted to do this anyway, but it dawned on me. Oh, this movie was way more fun because I was with people in the right mood. Blah blah blah. Mid '90s was the same way. Like He's gonna all say of friends, us- but he changed it to people. Oh, he didn't ask face. them all individually if they were his friends. I haven't so, I didn't want to speak, so I don't want to. You don't want to step into that. I don't want to yeah. step in. Oh, I don't want to place <laughs> that on them. But uh, I. Uh, but even last night, like we uh, we walked out of mid nineties and we sat there for three hours talking. And then we also met uh, met some other people that wanted to be a part of it. So 
and uh, I became friends friends with them on Facebook, and and they're going to be a part of it now. So, That's awesome. Cool. So just stuff like that. So yeah, I've got a couple of friends that do movie reviews like yeah. professionally. I should let them know when y'all are going. Totally, totally, and we'll just add them to the group. What I'd love to do is uh, there being hundreds of people on there, and wouldn't it be great if like I said, oh. We have this many people coming. We need to make sure we call the theater ahead of time, and we have a uh, and we know that like, yeah, we just need to all buy rent out a a screening of this. And Alamo Drafthouse cool. lets you do that. So, nice. so it'd be cool if we had that much power, that much buying power because money makes decisions. That they'll want to partner with Honey Gold for sure. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm pumped about mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. in the in a matter of like one week or two weeks. Uh, I mean, we had 10 people going to a movie together. So, um, get enough people going, <coughs> yeah. start doing your reviews and get angry at the Republicans. George Soros might fund this whole thing for you. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's the right that, angle. That joke will also land with a certain group, also. There you go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're hitting them all. I spent time with my mom this morning, so we talked conspiracy theories and <laughs> politics. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just made me breakfast. No, she didn't. She wasn't there. I was trying to dichotomy between your mom and my mom. It's probably fairly, fairly similar, to be honest. Yeah, probably. I bet we probably. could find a lot of similarity. They both married preachers. Yep. So we're sons of preacher men. Did you get your Hispanic side from your mom? Yep. There's two things. They're probably the same person. Yeah, they probably were both witches at one point. <laughs> Wait, they're women's and... They're, they're wi- women's? They're women and they're... they're women's. How much for your women? They're women and Four. they're... What is that? A minority? Minority. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. So the government sees them as the same person. What's their age? Know, my mom's like sixty. Yeah, my mom's sixty-three. Oh, man, did your mom speak English from birth, or did she learn English as a second language? English is a second language. Same with my mom. How'd she learn English? Uh, music. My mom learned it watching TV. Okay. And this <laughs> we're still recording. Mom Sorry, corner. <laughs> mom corner. Well, no, I think that's interesting because my mom, uh, she's Korean. Yeah, and English so was her second nothing language. Nothing like our mom, so don't no. even try. How'd she yeah. learn? How'd she learn English? I think TV. Yeah, because she named me Eric after a character named Eric in a TV show going on. I guess what in the show? 80s and, uh, I don't know. You, I feel like you should figure that out. Haley's name is after Haley Mills or whatever the girl from Haley's Parent Comet. Trap or whatever. The original oh, yeah. Parent Trap. Yeah, that's who Haley's named after. That actress. Um, that she was on the first season of Saved by the Bell. Was she really? Was she? Yeah, really? she was the teacher. Yeah, yeah, she was. Who, she was the teacher. Who's Eric Estrada? Eric Estrada's from Chips. That might be who I'm named after. Oh my gosh, that is great. That's I don't know. That, that name just came to my head, but I was no, like, why do I know that name? Perfect. That, that might be sense. like regressed memories. It's a good like head of buried. hair, <laughs> buried deep within your soul, dude. Awesome. Those are freaky. Have you ever tried to find the memories you don't remember? Yeah, I, I had one yesterday. Ooh, share. Uh, I'm about to say something I don't. I'm not proud of. Um, there was a friend of mine. I'm not gonna say names because he passed away. But uh, there's a friend of mine that used to say he used he was kind of an odd duck. Like he was the only child, or not only child, only son, only grandson to a very rich family, and um, and he had like a personality, like a very like juvenile personality, and, but also had very rich and adult tastes. So as he was growing up, very clean, very meticulous. And um, and only wore the best. Only had like had like a brand new uh, Camaro when he turned sixteen. Just stuff like that. Okay, he used to talk, and this is gonna make me sound like an idiot the way I'm gonna talk. And I'm not gonna do the 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 thing justice. But he used to always call everybody snag, 
like, what's up, snake? <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and he's like, hey, man. You know, and just stuff like that. That's how he talked. The pudding cup. Yeah, he was just like very like, he's like, uh, stop being gay, snag, and stuff like that. Like, that's how he talked. He's the type of guy that had like all the, all these weird things. Like, he just had all this money. So he'd buy, he had a blow dart gun with long, long, like, like three inch needles. I actually had needles, one as well. And he would shoot them at us. They hurt like a mofo, <laughs> yeah, bro. He shot my friend Scott in the foot with it. And then uh. there, there was one time, and he had a, uh, a pool. It was one time he goes, Scott, I'm going to give you the count of three to get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Scott was like, You're not going to do it. And he goes, He grabs that blow dart gun. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Scott goes, <laughs> Just starts running, and Jared runs. Oh, God, he's his name. Oh, Jared is his name. Um, <laughs> Ran after him, and Scott ran, jumped into the pool, full clothed and everything. <laughs> and he, Scott, by his own, uh, like, his his re- telling of this, would see darts flying through the water. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get in the pool, you're asking for it. Yeah. Dude, he that's just so didn't go, hard. That's- and it's just, like, going right out. But shot him in the foot, and it was just blood. Austin uh, Adams shot me in the uh, thumb with a... So one year, <laughs> you know the YMCA at the Rockies? They yeah. had that... Uh, yeah. They would do that big Christian festival thing yeah. once a year. So one year, Brittany went to sing. Um, Austin's sister went to sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my parents went to perform. And my dad did some of the songwriting stuff there. And so me and Austin, just boys in Colorado for a week with That's literally awesome. zero focus on us. Right. And somehow we got these blow dart guns. Yeah. And these the blow darts are good, like three, four inches, yeah. like you're saying. And we were shooting them outside of where he, his family was staying. We had a little uh, target. And then I went up to go grab my darts off of the thing, and he just decided to shoot it anyways, and it went into my thumb. Oh. And we both, it was one of those when you're a kid, you're laughing so hard. So I'm like yeah. in pain, but it's still kind of funny, and I'm like pulling it out of my thumb and laughing. It was all right. But yeah, blow darts are way too fun. Dude, yeah. my favorite example of a blow dart is on The Office, uh, whenever uh, Dwight really needs Stanley to go with him on that sale. Oh, and he, oh, and he shoots him yes. with it. <laughs> He's like, I prepared for this, pulls the thing out, puts the dart in. He's like, Dwight, you better not... Oh my god! <laughs> and then like three more shooters. <laughs> he just falls over. <laughs> Dude, Stanley's so great. So, uh, so I was like, yesterday I was getting a tire, and I saw this guy that reminded me of Jared, and uh, uh, he put my tire on, and I went and paid for paid for the tire and got in my car, and I literally he used to say Jared used to say this thing to girls. And I'm not saying it ever worked. I don't know. But it was like a pickup line. And this is what I don't want to say out loud. But It's I not sa- you. It's just a friend of yours I who said has said it, it out before. loud. I haven't thought about this in decades. And I said it out loud by myself as I'm driving away from this tire shop. I go, hey, baby, you want to ride my baloney pony? <laughs> <laughs> my baloney pony? <laughs> What a weird and, thing to and say. I lost it by myself. In Such this good car. joy. Like, I was just like cracking up. And he passed away like in 2010 or something like that. And, but like, it was like one of those things. I was like, it's it, it almost, I said it out loud, but it was almost like I, it wasn't even me. Man. Dude, talking like, about things that you'll say out loud that bring yeah, that kind of joy. Yeah. When I worked at the Marriott, I was doing the uh, AV. I was an AV guy. So we'd yeah. set up for the ballroom weddings and stuff like that. Which, by the way, if you ever want to see something freaky, Work one of those events when the big corporate businesses come in and you see all these like slick business types get yeah. free bar 
drinks and stay there for the night. They become different people. It's wild. But anyways, one of the guys I worked with, gosh, oh my gosh, no, I forgot his name. Uh, I'll remember his name. But one of the guys I worked with, um, he was really funny and he had a very thick Spanish accent. And we were setting up in the ballroom one day, and he hooked his phone up, and he's playing System of a Down through the whole, like, ballroom. And uh, System of a Down's playing, and we're setting up the speakers, running the wires, and having to tape everything down. And this, like, real slick, uh, just uptight, older white gentleman comes up. And uh, first off, he's, like, way out of line to come up to the employees and say this. But he comes up to, uh, um, God, what was his name, dude? This is such a bummer. I keep wanting to say Edward, but that's another guy I worked with. Um... But anyways, he comes up to my buddy who I was working with. You want me to throw Marriott. off some Hispanic names real quick? No, it doesn't matter. But uh, you get real racist here. In a he second. comes up to him and he says, uh, "He says, you know, you're going to go to hell if you keep listening to music like that." Oh yes. And then my buddy He's looks right. at me. He looks at me and he looks at the guy and he goes, "Well, I hope the devil has the CD because I love it." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I lost it so hard. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. But, dude, every once in a while, I'll just be by myself, and I'll be like, well, I hope the devil has a CD, because I love That's it. So dude, good. I just lose it. Oh, my gosh. What a great answer. Yeah. Amazing. So. That guy's a genius. He just doesn't realize it. I had a question. It just ran. Uh, my friend just texted me something, and it sparked a question that I think would be fun for us. What is y'all's favorite fictional uh, music artist, like in movies or TV shows? Protozoa. Who's that? Oh, dude from uh, Xenon. Xenon, yes, dude. I don't know what that no, is. No, it's probably the dude from the first uh, Goofy movie. Oh, uh, uh, Powerline. 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 Powerline was pretty dope. Yeah. Never got that. What was the band in... I'm, I'm going to keep going. See, I can't pick favorites. I just start thinking of things that I enjoyed. <laughs> well, that's great. What was the band in what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Fictional. The Aquabats, I think is who I was thinking of. They no, but they're a real band. They're yeah, real band. So it doesn't count. <laughs> um... Well, well, go ahead. Yeah, while y'all are thinking. thinking. So in Just Friends, Simply Dusty. Oh, Simply Dusty. <laughs> Dusty Dinkelman. That's a good one. What made you think of that? Oh, Branson tried to call me, and I was like, hey, podcasting. He goes, awesome, man. Mention Simply Dusty in it. Okay, well, there you, di- you did it. <laughs> He's a very underrated artist, good recording quality and presentation on the album. <laughs> but, dude, that scene in Just Friends where it's that Christmas party... And he sings the, uh, when Jamie smiles. Yeah. And at the yeah. very end, he does that like finger tap. like, <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> freaking uh, Ryan Reynolds is just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> Marty See, McFly you know and the Pinheads funny? for me. Marty McFly and the Pinheads? Yeah. That's a good one. Whenever. Dude, that's like, totally the, the one you would pick, too. That's so good. Um, I'm, I, I couldn't really think of any other than uh, Zack Attack. What about the beats from uh, Doug? Yeah. They're the Beatles. No. Uh, I would say Zack Attack from uh, Say by the Bell. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think, God, I know there's a better answer, but I The just, Exits from Boy Meets World? That's true. The because I, I almost went Spinal Tap, but Spinal Tap's a real band, became a real band. AC Slater really plays but, the drums, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah but in the movie, that was, Mario when Lopez? it came out, it was fictional at the time. Yeah, but then they became a real band. So yeah. it, it negates it. They became a real band. They're not right. a fake band. That's like speaking something into existence, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Powerful, self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. Have you, Pre- prophecy. Have you guys heard of enneagrams? Yeah. yeah. God, yes. I'm so over that fucking word, dude. Everyone, it's like, it's like everyone at my church got a hold of it at the same time, and hold everyone's on a talking about it. And it's literally. You guys the ever most heard of enneagrams? I'm so over annoying. that word. Like, <laughs> you you spoke it. Enneagrams. Enneagrams. Yeah. Yeah. And then you th- it's it's, it's <laughs> right. 
basically, if you've ever done like a life language test or a love language test, there's like a thousand versions of this, but this one's even better for some reason. And uh, you find out basically which, but this one's on a What's number your love scale. language and, and yeah, like but this Myers one's all with Briggs kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't like Myers Briggs, and I think that that's faulty as well. But what's annoying about this one is like, okay, so I took one that was like. You're a contemplator and a responder. So you have like your main one and then your second main one. And then I've done ones that's like you're a lion or seal and everything has its stupid uh, meanings I've behind it. I've taken Facebook pay- this one is the, This one is so the, the newer millennium style, although I think it's been around forever. It doesn't matter. But it's just numbers. So it's like you read the book and then you find out what number you are. And you can have the main number you are and then your side numbers. So the way they would describe it with the one I took that used the words contemplator and then a responder as my second I don't know if these are the actual numbers, but with the Enneagram, they would say, I'm making it up, but they would say, you're a four with a wing six. They yeah. use wing six. So right yeah. away, you've lost me. That sounds so dumb. I don't <laughs> want to learn about this anymore. They did this at uh, Dave Ramsey, like where my wife worked. Yeah, I don't like these things. They're annoying to me to talk about because I feel like all we're doing is trying to find out who we are in some little... They're like, which one are you? I don't freaking know. I might be a six in traffic on a bad day, but I might be a four on a sunny day when I have nothing to do. I feel like people are too fluid, we change too much, and I don't like the idea of trying to use this weird number system to decide who you are and who everyone else is, and that's how you will always treat them. I think it's too, it's too, we're too fluid as humans, to me, to narrow it down to eight. And then, you want to make it even more worse, in the green room, they were talking, they were like, so Jesus is all eight of these. And I was like, oh, that's it, that's it, though? So he, all the things he was break down into these eight things. We know that for a fact. I just... Can you tell the irritants in my oh, tone? I can. No. I, I'm right there with you. Dude, it's everywhere. I'm seeing people on Facebook. When I was at my old church, I, we, well, we had to take that. And uh, I'm the uh, the emo artist one. I think it's a four. Can we? I say this is another <laughs> thing four is that what we they do all guess together. <laughs> but you're supposed to find out and for we yourself break who you are. Yeah. yeah. You're actually, it's bad to project. Like It's actually against the rules to go, Kalen, I think you're a seven. With a wing too, but like that's like against the rules. You're not allowed to uh, throw something on them. Let me pull the book out of my butt and double check. Um, (laughs) I say you hate this so much. Both of you hate this so much. Me, I well, how do you approach this? I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, like I'm pretty indifferent on it. I think it's the thought of it is interesting. I'll say that. Like I don't necessarily support it, but it like your attempt to figure out who I am. Like I'll, I'll buy it. But I don't know if I'm going to take it seriously. I think there's something demeaning about looking at Kalen and not thinking of Kalen, the Kalen I've known since second grade, but thinking Kalen as a number. I already hate the fact that we get viewed as a number by our government. So then to just start projecting <laughs> that onto our friends and family. Well, see, I'm more, uh, I'm, so say that's a scale. I'm looking at Kalen to my right, Johnny to the left. I'm like in the middle. I really just don't care, but I get aggravated that depending on where I'm at, I have to sit through a seminar of it. Yeah, like because at that point I'm like, okay, I really don't care. This is a waste of my time. Um, but I, I am for trying it. Yeah, I I'll personally. tell you where I'm at personally. I think that I don't know enough about it to have an honest opinion about it. Neither do I. And and that's what I was about to say. I was like, and maybe we are looking at it from a distance and be like, God, they're just giving us freaking numbers, and what could that do? Because we are fluid. I agree with everything you said. But I also go like maybe, maybe there's a just a paragraph in this thing that says, "Hey, just to let you know, a four can become a seven over the course of time." Well, that's what the wings are. So let me, I could describe it a little bit. 
So you have a number that you are, and that number naturally yields to two different other ones. So like say But that never changes? They say that it never changes. They say this one's supposed to be pretty static. The Myers Briggs or whatever, that one's supposed to be fluid. That could change in six months. But this one's supposed to be more static because you have because this one that who is your I core was personality. 10 years ago is different than who I am today. Yeah, this would argue... if you're running for... No, I'm not going to do yeah. that. <laughs> the, what this argues is your core personality after your personality is set, like I guess when you hit the age 14 or whatever, um, quote-unquote... 14 is when they think your, your well, personality is like, set? The way you learn stuff, the way you naturally go about doing certain things. No way. Um, and that could be totally wrong, so just toss it out there. Um, but essentially, this is a house of learning doctors, and yeah. they know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, um, I I would definitely want to do this. The five of us. And sorry, it's just like crap. I shouldn't. No, said anything. no, no, no. Is there food, and do I have to talk much? <laughs> no, we'll You're do such it. A four, and then we'll get on here and talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, this is, that's what they do explodes. in the green room at church. I, I know. Eric, that's what they do is they bring it up, and then I do this, and they all just tell me what number I am, and I'm like. I would like for anybody, if anybody out there <laughs> is a me, listener Ricky that, that <laughs> loves this, like thinks this is a science, I will say I lean more to this being almost like r- reading your horoscope. Yeah, oh, man. That's, that's, like that's like that little, that little yeah. plate when you go to some but Chinese I could restaurants be wrong. and they've got the little thing under your plate. Yeah, yeah. The placemat. Little, I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm a monkey. I'm yeah. the horse. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. never get along. All right. Uh, dude, but you, if there's someone seen? out there listening that that like loves this, like either the uh, the Myers Briggs or what was the other one, Enneagram, Enneagram, like yeah. if they if they're you're listening, like no, I I I think this there's some real science to it or whatever. Get a hold of me at Josh at Honeygold Records. I want you to come on this podcast. I want you to uh, you can use this platform to talk about it, and we will be your test dummies. And 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 I would be interested to see if, especially if they know well enough, and they can hang out with us for a little bit before we take it, and guess what we are. Then we take it, and and they can they can kind of predict that. Now taking the Maybe test that's... is like an hour and a half ordeal. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Um. So the idea of those, um, the whole purpose behind this, and why a lot of churches I think do it control <laughs> is yes, because. Yes. Uh, Different ones respond differently. Like distraction. So one of my building friends, a good team. Yeah, my friend says she's a one, and she requires certain kinds of things. Like, and she tells me about the Instagram all the time. She's like, "Well, Eric, you're a this. So when I say this, you're taking it like this. And when I and I'm a this. So when you say this, I'm receiving it like according to the Instagram, we're the hardest people to be on the same page. And uh, and so she tries to approach our friendship through that lens of with that knowledge. Yeah, making sure that I do understand what she's saying, and she does understand what I'm saying. You ever get to a point like, yeah, I get you, Karen. We get it. Dude, see, here's the thing. I totally get learning how different people receive things and all that and adjusting. You don't need a number to so tell when you, you can, But yeah, I mean, I can just... You're not a, a one or a four. You're Eric. And I know that Eric receives things this way, and he doesn't this way. And I've built that relationship, and I want to continue to have you in my life. And in order for that to be to grow and to be a successful relationship, I try to learn where, with all three of you guys, where we bond better, where we communicate better. And then I try to remember that when we interact. So it's a pleasing and beneficial time. But I'm not sitting there going back home to my book and double-checking my homework and making sure I did like, it right. Oh, Eric didn't understand me. Oh, he's a four. I forgot. No, I, I, <laughs> what I'm about to say is going to make us sound uh, much more intelligent than I think we probably are. But 
I think because of of uh, our background and because of being musicians and talking about our feelings and stuff a lot m- more than maybe most men and maybe most other people do, um, we lead with the communication, the communicative, that's the right word, right? Uh, yeah. uh, foot in a sense like I meet you, I want to know you. Like I want to take the time to get to know you. And I figure out your love language or the way we can communicate and become better friends. I was talking to Ross. He was on the podcast not too long, a couple um, uh, episodes ago, yesterday on the way to see that movie. And and we talked about how sometimes I become everything to everyone. And that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Like I know with Johnny, I I act a certain way, but maybe – some friends back home, I act a completely different way just because that's our relationship. Our relationship was built on this thing. And it could be, yeah, probably. Um, But, but it's, there's probably a a dichotomy between the two personalities that I react here and here. And, and maybe in some extreme cases, um, I still feel like I'm, I'm myself with you and myself with them, but like they could be conflicting with each other too. So it's just interesting to me. I think that we do try to get to know people on a broader scale than most people. I think most people don't take the time to communicate are bad communicators. Uh, they might, I don't want to, I'll say it another way. I think some people don't think about it that far. Right. I don't think there's any ill intent about it. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so communicating either. between people is just something that they do out of habit. And when you've done enough standing outside of a venue in a state, you don't even know where you are and you're just bored. And you're you constantly meeting person, strangers. You're like, hey, let's hang out and get to know each other. Yeah. And after years of doing that and realizing how wonderful it is, you start doing it with all people you know. Yeah. And just realizing that I love getting to know you, the you, way more. I don't know. Can I... Uh, can To keep the conversation interesting, can I take it to the next step? Yeah. The reason why this all got brought Cult. up is... Uh, the reason why this is, I brought this up was recently I met with someone who I would call almost like a mentor. And this is what made it so weird. So there's someone who's been in my life. You all know him, and it's not Brian. Um, <clears throat> and he's been in my life for about a year. And I, when I go, when I look at, when I think about things that I want to do better and like the person I want to be better, I look at him for, for, as an example, you I'm can like, use my name. It's fun. I'm like, there's things that he's Here's doing. Josh. I got to get, I'll go ahead and say his name. His name is Micah. He's the worship leader at my church. I knew yeah. it. And Micah, I, knew it. I just look at him. I'm like, all right, I need to do more of the things you do Total because they they seem to be working. And, uh, anyways, me and him met up last week and we were having like a talk and it was really great and inspiring. And then he was like, have you read the Enneagram book? And I was like, son of a bitch. That's and so he, funny. Dude, he's like, he's for it. And what a weird place. Like, I just wanted to ask you guys, has there ever been someone that you very much look up to? And then one of the things they suggest you do is something you literally have been like yeah. running the opposite that direction. I think it's of. witchcraft. Read the Bible? That, that would freak me out, man. Yeah, totally. But yeah, you it was know, weird. A book of just uh, unabounding love and truth. Yeah, hey, that's it. the last thing a youth pastor needs to hear. Totally. <laughs> does, does it uh, have a cool full hawk? <laughs> it can. On the binding of the I feel like my Some my blood red lettering imagery of a youth pastor is at least a decade old. Me too. Soul patch, faux hawk, tight. The, the the little glass, the little Spencer Chamberlain, not Spencer Chamberlain, Spencer from Lincoln Park glasses. Yeah, Chester. Chester, yeah, yeah. not Spencer. Chester needed them. Yeah, yeah. Tight jeans. Have you seen that? Cardigans, meme? It's like the star star youth 
pastor 2000s youth pastor starter pack and it's got like pod skillet sung like oakley's mm-hmm. and it's probably like, uh, five hair. panel hats now they probably wear five panel hats they, yeah, they probably look right. like hipsters now it's probably what it is mm. and like maybe a man bun i don't know maybe i'm off yeah it's anyway. weird though that they they have a look for sure but it, i don't know it was interesting it was a growing experience for me to go okay and he explained it to me in probably the least off-putting way but that could have just been my perception of him as an individual um, there was a guy I was getting to know, and we were talking about health stuff, and I thought he was like really cool. And then he told me about Reiki, and Reiki is like the the I'm using air quotes the science uh, of your joints and your body and your uh, telling you what is like some some issues wrong with your body or maybe some spiritual. Um, spiritual stuff keeping your joints from and immediately he started talking about this and i didn't know what reiki was like he used this word and he was like he's hey, like I a tekken character i wanna i wanna <laughs> I, he was massaging me he was like popping my back all this stuff and um because he's a licensed uh masseuse and therapist um and he goes i'm trying this new thing out and as he was as he was doing it i was i was uh, I was, ex- I was like, I assume he's right, you know? And then, then it got weirder and more weird and, and, and in the sense of like, hey, I want you to read. I feel like your body's, your subconscious is telling me, it, telling me to let you read this book. And I thought it was the Bible he was going to, uh, or this passage, read this. And I started reading. I was like, what is this book? And he goes, oh, I, it's a book that my dad told me about. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. but, but, but And I started reading it. I go... I'm going to read this, but I'm praying over it because I don't know what this is. Read it, and it was very like, he goes, uh, is that anything for you? I was like, no, I don't think so. It was some like old script. And I was like, where is, I was like, I got to stop this. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? And it's like accepted by most, if chances are, if your wife, because I assume it's mostly women, if your wife or Sister Alexa's looking at you aunt, angrily. Listen right. to this toxic masculinity just yeah. oozing out. Um, of yeah, totally. Um, it's another word it that sells, I'm It sells essential oils or, or stuff like that. Uh, she's probably listened or takes yoga or anything like that. She's probably subscribing to an idea of Reiki. And that is a, a thing where your subconscious is is like like they can be around you and they can say, you're you're painting in aggression in your lower back or this or that and this your subconscious is telling me because i can feel it that you're supposed to do this and i go well that sounds like witchcraft for sure like that your that your body is is you're you're not in control of your body and your body in an unscientific way like they'll do something like where they'll do tension tests where they'll pull your arm over you and have you push up against their hands, and depending on how how like they'll feel a hitch in that, and they go, "Yeah, that's your third vertebrae." And I'm like, "What? Can I just go take a X-ray, and then you could tell me if it's that or this?" So it just it's it's fake science, and 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 they and it mixed in with like Eastern religion that just was so that was a bummer for me because I really like this guy, and our relationship's very splintered because of that. He does. He may not realize it, but it is. Well, it just you, now you're filtering all y'all's fun conversations through. But he also thinks this. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we were just getting to know each other, so it wasn't like I was invested a lot. But I was like, oh, this cool guy. I like this guy. 
and his family, and we started hanging out. And then, like, about fourth time we hung out, he tried this stuff. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was a huge red, red flag. And so uh, we, we cut ties, pretty much. I mean, like, uh, I mean, we still hang out. Uh, we still chat, but we don't hang out. Just because it's kind of weird right now. I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, he's trying to get you to sign up for something. Well, he did. So, yes. (laughs) Was it Advocare? No. no. Got to take that spark, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get my wife, actually, to sign up for something. Of course. course, He's a good businessman. Because it's for women. (laughs) (laughs) Serious. It's like, I'm not saying only women, but it's geared towards women. No, there's a guy out there pushing... Essential oils. Essential oils. And letting all of his friends on Facebook know that he's standing up for them. My wife actually sold essential oils until she, I was like, maybe you should just take them and not sell them. I mean, like, that's what normal people do. Yeah, that's what I, I think essential oils are awesome. Yeah, I they do. They are awesome vibe setters. They make the house smell good, they make you feel good. I like the little glow on our dispenser. It changes from blue to red and it makes me feel good. Yeah, especially when they match your crystals and your yeah. different stones you lay out across the house. I'll tell you this changed my whole idea. I, I was living a certain, there's a name for it. I was living a certain way my wife found, uh, but I didn't know it. And I bet you, you definitely do. Also, it's called Hugue. And we talked, uh, like, I remember saying, uh, Megan, my wife, I was like, you know, the happiest people in the world are people that have very little and and live a very simplistic lifestyle, try to make uh, as little uh, uh, decisions and this and that. It's called Hugue. And it's, I, I think it's Finnish. And uh, it's basically a they're in the like they're the happiest people that uh, and and everything's mood setting candles like all, I mean just trying to find the best of a moment instead of worrying about everything you can't control and I actually so many times I've uh, you've said things like it's such a huge that's so funny I mean over I would say since the uh, June twenty seventh. When mm-hmm. Haley and I had our anniversary, that night, since then, I've been taken away. Like, man, there's something special about moments and learning to just yeah. exist in a moment and not stress about everything else around it in the future and enjoying that moment. So it's funny. Yeah. That, a lot of that makes sense to me. But it doesn't have to be called something. Right. No, that's, it totally doesn't have to be called. And that's what our culture That's what I was saying. Does. I was like, I was lit. She, Megan started reading. Megan was reading this because I said... You know, I've always lived in a life, uh, my life, well, not always. In the last 10 years, I've tried to live my life to a point where, like, there's certain things I can control and there's certain things I can't. And those things I can, sometimes I lose that control of that. And, and, and I can only control a certain amount, and I'm going to do that with the best attitude I can and try to love people in the process and try to make things sim- as simple as possible. Uh, because that the 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 when it gets difficult is whenever you add so much and there's loss of communication between people this and that and and so she's reading this book on this like lifestyle thing and i think i think hugo means something like happiness or something like that in finnish or whatever it is um and she was reading this every every, like every now and she goes you totally live this way like you live this way i just didn't even realize it like this is and so she is someone that's kind of a little bit more like hyper worried all the time this and that and she's like i gotta get to that my mindset to that and and so that book has actually helped her a lot and i want you to read a little bit of it if you would but i think you would get annoyed to the fact that it just is called a name johnny you should pray over it first 
<laughs> you should probably pray over it. I, watched, I also I want you to movie. buy uh, like a 12-month subscription to this, <laughs> to lavender. this, this, this tiger balm that'll I do. I do like lavender. What is it on Sunny? They call it a funnel trickle-down filtration system or whatever. And Danny DeVito's like, it's a pyramid scheme. And they're like, no, it's a funnel something. And then he just turns it upside down. And they look at it. They're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, those uh, are something funny. else, man. There's something else. Well, what, uh, how far are we into this? Uh, hour five. Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? I have one more thing that kind of leads yeah. a new topic, but <sighs> goes in the same vein. Yeah. The other, the only other thing I've been thinking a lot about this week is, uh, and I think you guys are a great group to talk about this with, because we all grew up uh, in religious households, but I have noticed the most interesting thing, and we talked about this a ton when we were writing Wolves. I'm looking at Eric. When we were writing the Wolves album, we talked about this, but I just now realized not only is it continuing, it's expanded. So one of the things that we talked about a lot was we were, it was the beginning of Eric and I noticing how there is there was the culture of religion and Christianity in itself and different denominations, and they kind of go to war at each other, and then sometimes they're peaceful. And But if you look at it and you go, there's Christians, and then you start to break it up, and there's like, no, there's... Uh, Seventh-day Adventists or whatever, there's Methodists, there's Baptists, there's all these different things. Have you noticed that happening in the political realm and the social realm? Like, it is weird to me. I feel like I'm watching the secular world go through what the Christian world already did from, like, the 80s to now. Watching it kind of break off into its own little groups, and it's like, okay, for example, it's like these people over here would say that they are liberal, but then these people would say they're liberal, but those people hate each other. They're right. not even on the same team. But then they get lumped into the same team when you just look at it like that. And it's just so weird watching these people argue against science to prove their social ideal, ideological points, and it's fascinating. Like, I, who remembers watching Christians having to try to argue against science to prove, like, Jonah and the whale? When there was a time when talking right. about the Bible as possibly having metaphors and, and just interesting stories to learn from, everything had to be fact. And there was that struggle of, well, is it this? Is it that? Right. And now we've got people trying to argue that there's not two genders and they're arguing against science for all these different things. And it's like, man, I spent most of my life having to understand that science is okay and it's not going to mess up my faith. And now I'm watching literally the people who used to make fun of me about it going through the same struggle. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I, you know what I think it is? I'm gonna. This is gonna sound pretty crappy, but I think it's because something could trend. You could look important. You could do all this stuff. And I'm not saying there aren't people who genuinely like are doing what they feel like is fighting for people's rights or fighting for awareness. I think awareness is a more fair term, especially if it's done on social media. But like, it's so strange. Like you're right that we're living in a time where the church is more okay with science than the secular world. Yeah, it's weird. That's real weird. And that's honestly what it's like, dude. Uh, being in the Methodist church for as long as I have at this point, dude, they they love for opportunities for people like Science Mike to come and to be like, hey, so in the Bible it says this, and to hear Science Mike goes, well, yeah, but you got to think about it. These are stories that's keeping their faith. Like, they're going to feed it to you like you're a child first, and then as you grow and mature, your faith grows and matures. And these people are like, oh, that's so brilliant. God is so cool that he could do that. And then now there's a guy who goes up there, and he's like, yeah, well, I mean... You're saying gender's, gender is a social construct, but what I'm trying to say is science, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you're a bigot! And immediately, it's straight yeah. to that. You know what's funny? B- 
bigot is anyone that stands against another idea. So people are like, you're a bigot. Immediately, they're a bigot. It's the it's what we <laughs> talked about when we were writing Wolves. With yeah. the, uh, we, uh, there was a time when Eric and I used to get so annoyed with, because uh, the, the, ver, the vocabulary of where we are today literally wasn't here just two years ago. Toxic masculinity. All these things we're seeing all our friends and people around us use and people we know. You just see these words getting spinned everywhere. And it's like two years ago these words weren't part of the book it's like watching the christian vocabulary let me unpack this let me uh, acronyms and do let's do life together they're, really they're doing their own this. version of that right now <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't realize it but they have subscribed to their ideology slash religion and they're taking the lingo from it and then when they see ideas that might be conflicting they freak out well like my like how am i the most rational one around a lot of people that's what's freaking me out <laughs> That freaks me out, too. That is yeah. scary. That you Down are the most rational scared. person. That I really want to get Josh's girlfriend on this podcast. Um, because I like, Sorry, Megan. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> a different Josh. Josh. Just Roa. kidding. Other You're Josh. You have to use the full name. Or everyone's I don't know his last name. Josh Roa Martinez. Yeah. Josh, Josh's pa- side piece. Josh Page just, 9. Just, uh, <laughs> just kidding, Megan. I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. No, he but doesn't. I, I want her on here you. because I have lots of questions. Like, You're my girlfriend. Because like, like, I think I, I'm assuming the four of us, what I'm about to say could be true for us. Um, while growing up, we never consciously experienced something like male privilege, like going, oh, I get to do this because I'm a guy and no one else can because they're not a guy or, you know, Johnny being Spanish, but you're like clearly like a white dude, like, oh, I get to do this because I'm white. Um, and I think it's because the circles we run in, like we play, we've, we've toured, we play shows, we do music and a lot of our stuff is inspired from so many different parts of the world that I think our worldview comes from that perspective. And it's like, because what I was going to say is, uh, Johnny, you're talking about all that stuff where people are like just yelling at each other. And it's like, if we have an opportunity to say something or try and help, we're told to either shut up like, uh, or like people like this toxic masculinity. And it's like, well, I'm just trying to like, ask a question. I'm just trying to go to McDonald's and get a number nine. Like I'm really confused right now. And, uh, freaking, what was it? There was, uh, one of my, uh, Lily's friends, her Facebook and uh, her uh, Instagram hashtag is uh, like veto all men. And I'm just kind of like, if any dude was like veto all women, it's like, that's sexist. That's horrible. And it's like, well, no, this that's sexist too. And it's like, oh, it can't be because you're a man. In that situation, you got to remember that the only way you're going to make your point and you're going to be successful is that you, women are going to need men. Women need men. And the worst thing you can do is alienate just one group. Uh, and I'd argue also, people I'm going to add on to that. If people, people need people. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going with it. Like the idea that like in that situation, that now these people that are are standing up against like the right and the right standing up against the left, they got to realize they got to find, they need those people. Like what do you want to do? Wipe them off all, all off the face of the planet because there's going to be a lot of people you love that you wiped off the face of the planet. And I, see, no, I think some of them are crazy enough that they're cool with that. Yeah, and, and well, that's what I was talking about toxic. when uh, when Josh Rowe was here last time, and we were talking about some of the feminine stuff, uh, some of the feminist topics, and I, I remember one of the things he said that was interesting to me was I was referencing that hashtag, and he was like, "My girlfriend would totally roast you for what you just said," and that kind of stuck with me. I'll explain why in a minute. And then the other thing he said that was interesting was, um, he was like, "Well, you got to look at it for what it really means," and it's like, "No, I don't." Yeah, I know what it really means, but not everyone knows what it really means. And there's some really stupid people out there who have the internet now. I'm one of them. And the, the fact that, that we're taking, right now, we're taking 
serious topics and we're <coughs> marketing them in the form of hashtags and it's becoming a campaign for an ideology it's like the ice bucket challenge and it, it's creepy it's weird that people are, uh, you can just make your hashtag so vague and if you were to try to argue against it you go well the the root of it really means this it's like well i didn't get that out of the hashtag it yeah, doesn't you didn't say that and you, you weren't talking about that, that at all when you hashtag. because hashtag exactly. says uh all lives matter, but black lives matter, and blah, blah, blah. And then you just, it's like a 45-word hashtag. No one's going to subscribe to that. So yeah. right. that, it has to be a but simple, dumbed-down version. But why does, it have, version, to be? Right? Why does it have to be a hashtag? Because Who it's do trending. You know? It doesn't have to. Because you want to play part. I mean, Josh said it. Josh Rowe said it when he was here. When was the last time you like went to the search on Instagram and typed in a hashtag and just went through it if you weren't going to then like everything on that so you can hopefully gain more followers? People aren't doing that anymore, or as often as you would think. So having these hashtags is to show that you're a part of it. I'm a part of this thing. And then we're vaguing whatever this thing is at. We're vaguing it out so much that I think that it can cause problems. So go look for a hashtag uh, Honey Gold Records. Or and Honey hashtag Johnny's a seven. <laughs> <sighs> but anyways, I just... I think he's more of a nine in looks. Oh, and then, uh, and then the other thing I was going to hey, comment on so. was when he said that his girlfriend would roast me for what I said. Yeah. That also made me go, see, it's not a fight, for, though. You said your response was for asking a question. And, and yeah, I, 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 I bet you his girlfriend would be like, because I assume she's a rational person. I haven't met her. I don't think I've met her. She's cool. Uh, I've met that her. she would actually not roast you. I think he'd probably. Just I immediately got word. worried. I was like, if we get her in here, she's going to come in here thinking she has to be ready to go to battle against me. Yeah. It's like, and I don't want to battle. We about just want to be educated. And, and that's another one of those things where uh, that uh, anti-neogram uh, test doesn't necessarily, I feel, uh, apply to us because we, we want to learn. Like when we meet someone, we don't assume we know better than them. Uh, we assume this person probably has a different viewpoint in life than us. And I'm excited about learning that viewpoint and learning something from them. Hopefully we can have a good conversation mm-hmm. and interact and live life together. When I meet someone, I always think, uh, you said this one time whenever we met at a... Kaylin at a, who he's pointing Yeah, Kaylin said one time whenever we went to... Uh, I came to GC after uh, uh, I first moved here and you were like, I wonder if that guy's going to be in your life. Every time I meet someone, I was like, this person could be my brother or my sister. Like I, I may be doing life with this person for a long time. I, you started when you told me, I was like, Oh, that's the next step to get groups to go together to movies. I go, I'm going to meet some of my best friends there. I'm going to meet. I, and Why then I looked you? at, You've I literally looked at you found guys. an area of your life that you find joy and you said yeah. other people who find joy in this, let's do that together. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And then I You're looked at you three. I looked at you three, and I was like, I hope it's a while, but like we're grown people, and and we're we we hang out multiple times a week. Be- not and we're not making any money at Honey Gold Records. We do this because a we believe in something, but we like each other. Mm-hmm. And and the thing really, is, really, like, we were doing all of this. Anyways, so we just decided to call it something, and right? It and do it and do it together. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it. Um, I used to sit there and I think uh, I, I would see my parents. My parents had a great marriage; they were each other's best friends. But I'd argue, and 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 maybe Johnny can attest since he's married. You were married too, mm-hmm. and and so. But there needs to be that moment when you're married, and even though you're married to your best friend. There's good times to be away from each other and have separate time 
And separate time. Once you have kids, separate time away from your kids, and that needs to become a pretty regular thing if you want to be healthy. And I'd argue that you need to have friends that you do life with, that you see every day, that you and your wife both get along with. And and that is something that I think I did not see in my parents' relationship. I I would see them have friends every now and then. I'd be like, but who's my dad's best friend? Like he was a pastor. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was hard that. to get close to people when you're exactly. It had to be someone outside his congregation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and for me, like uh, I have a lot of really really close friends, friends that I'd be like, uh, and I have the ones that have been in my life for decades, and I have the ones that are like you guys who have been in my life for the last two years or so that I know I can trust you. But like, and and if I go back to Illinois, I see like Dane, or I see, or if I go to Nashville, I see David. And we get right back into it. And we haven't hung out with each other in months or maybe a year. And, and, and I love that. There's something about that that's important. And, I, and, and yeah. I just and if you're going to clean up your Facebook page because they don't agree 100% with you, you're just cutting out those. Some of my closest friends don't believe the same way I do. Yeah. And what a scary world it is, yeah. in my opinion, to not have any conflicting ideologies around me to then give me a new perspective. Yeah. It is literally the most closed-minded thing to me to to say, if you're this, then go ahead and unfollow. First off, what a lazy approach. If you yeah. don't believe you me, don't go like ahead this. and unfriend me. It's like, yeah, do it yourself, me. you lazy asshole. But what a, what a weird... We're saying that. Humans are saying yeah. that to their friends and family. Publicly. Yeah. Well, everybody wants their soapbox and their attention. They yeah. want some people to go, hey, good for you. And they want some people. And that's to- because they're number four and they need their wing <laughs> six to affirm their any old. We needed Alexa <laughs> on this conversation <laughs> because there's a bunch of dudes. Um, yeah. Last thing, do you have any lift stories? It's not just about women, though. Oh, it isn't stores. about uh, women. Or it isn't only about women. I just I, always get nervous about us guys just talking from a guy perspective. Yeah, it's twenty. I know Johnny. that you are also that way. I'm not saying that. I'm the one. Oh no, I, I I like, I I'd love to hear other people's input. Yeah, and I think it's fascinating that there's things that we can't even comprehend because we've we are not we are who we are. We can't experience what a Hispanic female as a white man. I can't have that same reality. Right. But by discussing and communicating with her. I can learn about it mm-hmm. uh, uh, and vice versa. Dave Chappelle said something on his last podcast uh, or on his last uh, uh, Netflix uh, special where he was like, uh, and which made me realize that like, yeah, I, I always knew that I couldn't see through a woman's point of view, uh, but I never thought this way. He said one time he used to do, uh, or he used to do in Brooklyn um, or in New York, you do uh, comedy bits uh, or stand-up comedy for, like, drug dealers and stuff like that, like big drug dealers. And one time he did so well, they brought him to the back, and he goes, here's $25,000. And they'd pay him for it, and, they, and he put that. Did you hear this already? Yeah, I watched, actually, when I, when I was babysitting my baby, we watched all of Dave Chappelle's stand-ups the other yeah. day. And he, I literally watched this two days ago, and holy crap. So he put that in his backpack, and he got on a train, and he, and he drove to Brooklyn, uh, rode it to Brooklyn, and he goes, this is scariest night of his life like scariest moment of his life because he never had anything people wanted and he goes women have something like having twenty five thousand dollars on all the time they have vaginas 
And, and, <laughs> and so, and there's so many people out there that want those vaginas. And, and so they sit around and, uh, and he was like, I can't imagine what it's like. That was the scariest moment in my life. Like having 25,000, imagine having that on you all the time. And, and, and you never know if there's, if the guy next to you wants that. And so he said it was terrifying. And I was like, holy crap. Like I would be nervous. There have been times I've had a couple hundred dollars in cash because I'm not used to having cash on me anymore. I'd be like, need to make sure I don't lose my wallet or, or the pocket or whatever. Like I check it like four or five times to make sure it's still there uh, on my trip to the bank. But yeah. Dude, I'm afraid to take my dog out to go to the bathroom at night at my apartment because people get shot there. Oh, that's exciting. Right? Keeps things keeps things interesting. Yeah. Live yeah, no, that's it. Is there is there is practical fears for everyone. And I think it would be safe to say that women probably feel that more. No, yeah, I, I you're think safe to say I that. I think it's confident to say that they feel that more. That is totally a fair statement and it's not And that's it's not, not a fair, good feeling and it's it not sucks. fair for them. It's that's sucks, awful. Bad. Um, I feel but bad. you know what? I can tell you what I don't think will help is telling all men how horrible they are. Totally. I also, you want to know, hurt like people, instinctively, people, <laughs> instinctively, I want to go. I want to tell a woman, "Hey, I feel your pain. Like I feel sorry, or like I understand that. Like I can't understand what you're going through, but I'm aware of it, and I want to be there for you." But then, as a guy, sometimes I go, "No, that's just creepy to say to someone." Like, so you just don't say anything, you know? I think yeah. just having a posture of empathy yeah. is a good way to go about just it. Just being aware and going, lift stories. Anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, I'll I have be one. brief. We're going to drive someone. One, uh, the one that's probably... paid for it. <laughs> one of the most interesting ones. Uh, I'm tr- it's been a while, so I'm trying to remember his name. I believe his first name was Jeff. I don't remember his last name. Oh, he, um, he, he wanted you to tell his name? You huh? want to share his name? My this name's is, Jeff. My name's yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I'm I mean, Jeff, Jeff is a, you know, apparently, well, he was super nice guy. Super awesome. Um, I picked him up and he was like, hey, so we're going to make a couple stops. I didn't put it in the app, but we're going to make a couple stops if that's uh, cool. Nope. And you got to put it in the app. I, I know, but I, I'm, I'm, I was okay with it. I was like, that's fine. We'll do it. You're going to lose so much money. I know. I, I, I get it, but I don't I don't do it anymore. But this is when I was starting out, so I was I was and you're nice. I was a nice person, so yeah. I was like that's fine. Um, so we went. He was going to a uh, poker game, and we went by the bank. He literally hands me his debit card. He's like, "Here's my pin. Take out four hundred bucks." <gasps> I was like, "I don't even put my pin in my phone." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And so we drive through the. So you the, took a picture of that card. I did not know. Okay. But he's yeah, a nice so, guy, but he's also a criminal. He could be, yeah. So <laughs> Or he's rich and he trusts you and he's like, Can I trust the character of this common man? Yeah. Um so yeah. So I, I take out the money, give it back to him. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then he's like, Hey, let's go by a gas station. I was like, Okay. So he's like, What what do you want? Do you want something? I was like, No, okay. I'm fine. No, I'm that's like, when you get something because you're giving. Yeah, him yeah. A, at first, I was like, for free. I know. At first, I was like, no, it's fine. He's like, no, what do you want? I was like, I'll just take a Dr Pepper. He's like, okay, cool. I could have yeah. put so all my money. He on came that back in. Yeah, 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 for sure. But if uh, if there was a multiple choice and chocolate milk came up, I'd get nervous. <laughs> with, with that's Eric. Eric. Yes, Eric. Um, so then I was driving him, and then he started asking me a lot of questions. He's like, so do you do Uber too? I was like, no. I was like, just Lyft. My friend Josh said that you know he prefers it, and there's you know. That's me, not yeah. Josh Roa. Yeah, this this Josh in the room. 
And he started asking me all these, like he got super detail oriented with Lyft. And I was like, man, this guy knows a lot about this app. It's just like to an extreme amount. Like I can't remember what he was getting at, but it, it was like the algorithm of like the pin drop. Like it was like a lot of little facets. I'm like, man, this guy knows a lot. It's weird. And I was, I, was like, I just remembered who this person is now. Cause yeah. you vaguely told me and I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, I forgot. So I just, I didn't ask you this cause I remember you saying this. Okay. I'm excited now cause okay. I know. And then I'm excited. You mentioned my name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely did. And, uh, I was like, yeah, he, it, and and one of the first things he said whenever I did the drop offs, he was like, dude, you're just you're you're a badass Lyft driver. I really like you. And so I was like feeling good. I was like, okay, this guy's nice. He's super awesome. Um, and then I was driving him to his place, and he's like, I was like, so what do you do? He because we talked about his where he grew up. He actually grew up in Allen, um, but he's like he's like yeah, I moved up to, to uh, Santa Monica for a while. You know, mm-hmm. that's where my main house is. I got a couple in this area. I was like, okay, this guy has money. And then we got to talking. I was like, what do you do? He's like, yeah, I was uh, on one of the original teams that actually started Lyft. Yeah, and I so believe... He's like, like the CFO. Like he, was, he was like CFO, something like that. I can't remember the exact title. I believe yeah. he said CFO, but I don't quote me 100% on that. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is cool. So, And I got to pick his brain more about it. He better give you a five-star rating. He did, and he tipped me very well. And uh, he actually... He's like, <sighs> hey, he's like, you're, you're really cool. It's like, you mind if I grab your personal number? Just if I ever ever needed or anything. To you? Yeah. Oh. And I was yeah. like, yeah, most definitely. He's like, cool. So if I'm ever town, you know, if, and 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 I, he's Did like, you look I him like, up and see if he is. I I tried to track down. I think I I don't know his last name, so I think I found him, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I couldn't find an image tied because to his name. this is also a baller thing to act like you are. Yeah. You know. What no, I mean? no, yeah, for sure. I mean, but everything as far as I knew lined up. I, he could have been lying. But I didn't. I in my. He still got tipped. Yeah, yeah, but in my assessment of the situation, I don't think he was. Okay. Um. It didn't. It oh, didn't you don't seem, think he was a CFO? No, I don't think he was lying. Oh. Okay. I think he was being truthful. Oh. Um. But he's like, yeah, if I'm ever in the area and you're driving and I want you to pick me up somewhere, he's like, a really great experience with you. He's like, I'll hit you up again. That's rad. I was like, that's sweet, awesome, man. I'll so, be. Yeah, that's rad. Like, how much did he tip you? Uh, it was like a solid like twenty bucks. For like a, which was okay. more than the actual. Yeah, was. yeah. Then so. that was good. You made the good call. Tip on that. the total. I, Hashtag. Um, I had one. Let everyone know you're doing good things. And just really briefly, I did have some pretty crazy ones on uh, the Saturday night before Halloween. Yeah. Same. Had songs sang to me. I had uh, uh, was invited into a karaoke bar. Um, was Pretty hit on right. hit yeah. on multiple times. Nice. Oh, that's but, where mine's story's going. Okay, so that 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 uh that can piggyback into your your story. So I picked up. Uh, so I just I went to the gay neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. where a big party was going. Like, Oklahoma. I was down there with you, man. I was down there with you in the there. trenches. Yeah, dude, it was brutal traffic. So then there in Deep Ellum, man, was this guy named Ryan. Uh, got an Uber or an, a Lyft XL um, and a Lyft Plus, and he uh, um, and he uh, I I was trying to get to him, but it's hard to get to him. Was, everything's Dude, was, blocked I off and so everything. Bad. And he was like, uh, he called, and a girl answered. Her name was Katie. She said, like, "Hey, this is Katie. I'm I'm, I'm Ryan's friend. Um, uh, where uh, we're at this corner. I was like, yeah, they got roads blocked off, but I'll get to you eventually. It's going to take me a while. She goes, okay. 
And then about 10 minutes pass, and, and Ryan goes, hey, I think I'm just going to cancel this. I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Just do what you can, but I'm not going to cancel it. You know, I'll just keep going until they didn't. And Katie called me back and goes, hey, we're going to walk down to the Kroger, and if you can meet us there. I was like, yeah, totally. So I finally get to them. It's been like a 20-minute ordeal just to get them. Right. And I knew in my head, I was like, man, I'm not going to make 20 minutes worth of money on this thing, but we've already, we're, we're here. So we're going to do this. We picked up Ryan and his boyfriend who sat in my back seat and Katie sat in my passenger seat. And Ryan was dressed like Lady Liberty, phenomenal costume. Like, oh my gosh, great. And he sat right behind me. His boyfriend was like a, the skeleton top hat guy, like great costume too. And Katie was a um, was in a onesie uh, uh, that zipped up the front and was down to her, like like zipped down to her belly button. So like nothing underneath. And, um, and showing a lot of cleavage and stuff like that and uh, as a skeleton. And, and they kept Sounds they about got right. it yeah. Most yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they all go joshua so glad to see you joshua they kept saying my name like friends my, yeah for me they were like kaylin yeah. kaylin like there's one lady into my back seat she was so drunk she was like i just want to take a second she kept calling me an uber driver and they were correcting her it's like it's left but she was like i want to take a second i just want to say thank you to our uber driver kaylin he's just so amazing he's like what is it with drunk people wanting to kind of control the room they're always like everyone all right i gotta say something yeah Yeah. it was very much like that so continue sorry so brian goes uh brian's boyfriend were very much like joshua before you leave like i haven't even taken off he goes before we get out of this lift you are going to give Katie your phone number. And I go, my, my wife will have a serious problem with that. But, I mean, <laughs> continue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm giving her my number. Maybe it's for other reasons than the typical. But um, they started asking me things about, about me. Like, they didn't even care that I was married. They're like, ah, whatever. You know, and he was like, how tall are you? I was like, I'm six foot. And like, okay, what do you do for a living? I was like, I'm a musician. And then I do this on the side. And and that's it. And I go, is and they go, are there any yellow flags? And I was like, are you meaning red flags? Like, what are yellow flags? Like, red flags? Like, yeah, red flags. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, you no, know, no. He's like, are you super conservative? <laughs> and I go, no, I'm not super conservative. And like, are you open-minded? Yeah. And so I was literally on a... Double date at this moment. <laughs> They're trying to figure out what number you are. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and and uh, we get to our spot and to the apartment, and Brian hands me. He goes, "Take my lipstick and give it to Katie." And I grab the lipstick, and I'm uh, but I'm still talking, and and he goes, "I want you to give Katie your phone number." And and she says, this is seriously what she said. This is going to sound boasting. But she goes, he's cute. I'd give him my number. And I go, nice. and I go, yeah. I, Makes you feel I good at least. Yeah, it feels good. No problem. And and she's not, not my, she wasn't my type. But, I mean, it feels good. It's a pick-me-up. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, because I'm not a blonde hair, blue-eyed girl kind of guy. Like and Johnny. she was blonde and blue-eyed. Yeah, Johnny is very much a blonde hair, blue-eyed girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like and, Haley. And, uh, but <laughs> like then the she, she does looks. this, then she does this. She opens her shirt and she has black tape over her nipples 
and says, can you put your number on my chest with the, with the lipstick? And I go, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the, the right response. answer. And, uh, <laughs> Good for you, Josh. Good. <laughs> and they got out of my car. And I was like, thanks for the entertainment and, and the, the conf- yeah. confidence booster. And the, and the guys go, start not getting mad, but like aggravated the fact that I would not give Katie the number. Almost like I shot down Katie. And, and I was like, it's nothing against you. I'm just married. And they, and they had a big problem with that. And they were like, no, you guys are supposed to be a couple and everything. You're supposed to be. I was like, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, no. I'm going to go. <laughs> but uh, that that's the first time that's happened. Yeah. That's so crazy. Mine and then I immediately called my wife and told her. Oh, I get it. I got hit on for the first time in probably a decade, a couple years ago at uh, Vans or one of the stores in the mall. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It took me way too long to figure out what was happening. And I was like, oh, my God, I just got hit on. That's amazing. And it, like, literally was the pick-me-up. But then I went and found Haley, told her, and took her back to show her the girl. I was like, you got to come see this. I know this happens to you all the time, but this never happens to me. So you got to Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was telling Haley. I was like, this happens everywhere we go, and you don't have to pay for a drink. But Hey, brunette lady, <laughs> say, say the thing again. This <laughs> time, sure. Yeah, see, see, babe, told you. <laughs> Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah. For me, in my situation, it wasn't that extreme. But, uh, yeah, so I had... A guy who was, I'm using his. He, I'm he using timeout. I get hit on by gay guys, nonstop. Gotcha. Uh, that's happening. If that's where you're going, no, no, no. But, uh, it's not. I was like, but there man, was, they make me feel great. There was a guy in drag, and uh, he was like, he's like, Kalen. He's like, I dated a guy named Kalen once. I was like, well, it wasn't. And he's like, are you gay or straight? I would have said, like, I'm straight. And so, it's me. So I was like, oh, it wasn't me. And you he said, he went to some. More detailed stuff about that relationship that I won't get into on this, but it was kind of funny. He was a Gentile? Uh, no, but it did have <laughs> to do cute. with uh, circumcision, male anatomy. Yeah. Um, but so there is, they're all penis. Yeah, penis. Yes. Yeah, you had a hard uh, time saying that. I, I really don't have a hard time it's saying fine. that. Well, it's probably what I was just trying I, to be classy. It was the way he was wanting to use it in the yeah. conversation that probably made it feel weird. Yeah. It was a threatening yeah. penis in the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic aggressive. penis. And I can, I'll, I'll, if I can edit this uh, out. But uh, yeah, he group. was like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, man, the guy that I dated named Kalen, he had a really small penis. I hope that's not you. Uh, <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, no, I'm good, man. We're cool. Uh, no, we're you cool. should totally leave that in. <laughs> uh, I was like, no, dude, we're good. He's like, okay, good. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then the girl in the back seat, I guess she was dressed like a demon, but, you know, super like tube top thing, super type whatever she was like halloween so, demon yeah halloween demon you know you know the chance to i like my demons to be sexy if I'm yeah, be yeah exactly oh, yeah, we to them. <laughs> exactly i believe that is a uh, succubus yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh she was like so kaylin kaylin tell let me let me ask you something it's like do you have do you have a girlfriend and i was like yes i, I do she's awesome she's like and then she got really well, aggressive like, damn it i was, I was Here's like what I'm picking i was up. like Gay couples are going out with single girls and trying yeah. to hook them up. I, That's I, what I'm I was thinking up. Yeah, and yeah, she was like, damn it. And I was like, what? I, she was like, all the cute, attractive guys, they're always taken. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just, you asked me a question and I told you the truth. And then, and then when she got out of my car, she was like pretty bitter about it. She was like, it's like, Kaylin, your girlfriend better love you a lot because I'm really angry. And, and was this the beginning like, of the night? Uh, no, this is about halfway through. Oh, she's got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> There's a she gets there another is, Lyft driver immediately to yeah. go back where she was. <laughs> yeah. 
she, uh, there's a, uh, uh, yeah, there is, it's kind of weird whenever you see uh, straight women with gay guys in the gay neighborhood trying to find guys. Is it kind of weird? Yeah, maybe they're in the wrong location. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like they go over because to the Because I felt like Katie was at the end of her rope. She was like, oh, I've got to, I believe someone said, you're going to find a guy before the end of the night. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it becomes the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think also this, just because that's like the regular uh, group that meets there, there's a lot of dudes that have just gay friends that are straight and they might want to hang out that night. And that guy is looking the whole night for something that's female. Right. And if they find it, they're probably going to be like, okay. That's the only one. That's where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, there we got to remember, there are people looking to just have a good time. Right. They're true. not looking for a relationship. That's why maybe they called it a yellow flag. A red flag in a relationship, but a yellow flag for a hookup. You know what I mean? Maybe. Huh. I could have had a... Like uh, maybe herpes you got any is a dungeons? yellow flag. <laughs> <laughs> you got any dungeons at your house? That's a yellow flag. What if... Because <laughs> 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 there's good dungeons. <laughs> So just yeah. You well, just I don't want to date a guy with a dungeon. <laughs> well, I think we did it. Uh, what? Uh, um, there's anything else you guys want to share before I go into the hive keeping? I love clothing? people, and please don't take my tone of voice through this podcast as anything. Uh, I think we all come across. Let me let me give sometimes. everyone who's listening who doesn't know me as well as you guys a quick synopsis. If I'm trying to put a bottle cap on and it falls off more than twice, I lose my shit. So understand <laughs> that that's where my tone of voice goes through with things that I'm feeling agitated with. But in the root, and if you deep down in me, is just love and empathy for all people. And I want us to enjoy our time here while we're alive. We didn't even ask to be here, guys. Which one of you listening, which one of you in this room said, I want to be alive? To my knowledge, I don't think it was any of us. Mine, I was in my dad's nutsack. And, and, pick me, and there pick were a whole me. bunch of us. And it was like the claw and, and Toy Story. And we're like, <laughs> yes, I've been chosen. I've been chosen. <laughs> and so I got shoved friends. into an egg. Come on to a better, better place. place. <laughs> The Claw, <laughs> Dude, which um, was very forceful. That movie made uh, army men look so awesome. Yeah, I know. God dang it! That, that's when all those army, like Sarge's, those games. Sarge's came out. Heroes was mm. an incredible mm. game. Mm. I would still love to play the heck out of that game. The heck, because we were seven when it came out. <laughs> maybe we revert we towards that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I can think of is um, be sure to follow producer dudes on YouTube. We got oh, yeah. some cool videos where uh, I actually got to go hang out with uh, Michael Osborne of City of Auburn and uh, see him press the vinyls for his EP, as well as have an interview with him where he actually talked in depth about the importance of vinyl today, even if we're recording digital and stuff like that, which is uh, really profound and it was a great experience. It was an awesome interview and I took a lot away from it. So oh, for sure. Definitely I- worth checking it out. It's a long video. Oh, but it'll wait. be uh, well worth the 40 I'm ready to watch that. That it is. Yeah, it'll be live uh, on... It'll be on... It'll be live by the time this is on. Nice. And then uh, we also got to interview Jordan Shepard. Also where, from City of Auburn. And guitar um, player. essentially we talked about if you use a digital modeler, uh, like a Helix, Axe Effects, or a Kemper, uh, what, to, what it's like to tour with that, what it's like to play shows, uh, why it's convenient, and how much money he ultimately saved switching to that versus analog gear. So that was an interesting talk. And his tones were amazing. Yeah, he got some really good results with... Uh, amazing! I love it! <laughs> um, I go, go. <laughs> so good. Go listen to City of Auburn's new record, Spinning, and 
uh, at the Halloween party, we got to look at the different colored vinyls and everything that they have. It looks available. beautiful. I bought two. God, I'm going to get three total. Uh, one from each of my kids and then probably four total because one for, one for myself. Yeah. I, need, uh, I, need one. I do have the, the test pressing, but... Michael, you want to trade a lease of these vinyl for a City of Auburn vinyl? Why don't I have a lease of these vinyl? Just ask, bruh. I thought I just did. I have two. And one's sealed, one's not. That's what I did. I want one. Um, and I have probably, one of the test pressings, too. You could probably go online and order a lease of these vinyl. That'd be nice. Yeah, you could do that. Um, uh, message Josh at Honeygold Records for any questions, comments, complaints. You probably got a lot of those. Um, and... Uh, Raven Hill, Midnight Gold, uh, go listen to that. Um, Is that out? Yeah, totally. Nice, dude. What's up? <laughs> yes, and it uh, is available. And uh, let's see, Gathering My Thoughts podcast, um, Movie Brothers podcast, Film Club. Come do the Honey Gold Film Club. Words has a show. Words has a show. And, and uh, Raven Hill. Raven Hill. Yeah. December 8th. December 8th. December 8th with Raven Hill. It's in Dintron. Dentron, Dentron, Texas. Denton, Texas at, uh, Texas at uh, Backyard on Bell. Yeah. And then I just booked something on January 4th for Offended by Everything CD release, Raven Hill. Um, Such a good name. should be name. fun. Such a yeah. great name. Yeah. So, And we're going to have uh, uh, Zach Howe on here soon. So we can Sweet. talk about that. What's up? What's up? Um, cool. Well, go message Alexa. Alexa at Alexa Miles B. And yeah, we tell didn't her say that, that she missed. wasn't here. I did, did earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah. I guess uh, I wasn't and listening. Say, tell her that you missed her. I don't And you can follow all of us at Honeygold Records and, and all of our other stuff. So, yeah, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Rate us, review us, share us with your friends. Long live the brotherhood. Long, Long live, live the hive. hive. God, yeah. you taking the lead on that made you such a four. <laughs> <laughs> to seven bit. <laughs>